Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Up next on Inside Champ Car Racing at Road America. Oh, I'm sorry. I was dreaming of Rotwurst. And uh, Rotwurst or Bratwurst? Well, it depends on whether you're a native or not. So it's uh, we were so busy, we didn't even get to do much of anything when it came to the local eateries. You know where we had Mexican Friday night in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, Taco Bell. Son, can we have a talk? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, you, then, had, you had Taco Bell? Because that's not Mexican. No, I'm sorry. Taco Bell Saturday night. Okay. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Friday night or Thursday night when everybody got there, we had Chinese <laughs> right behind the hotel. And then Friday night, we were at the track so late that we ended up going to Taco Bell. <sighs> Saturday night, we ended up having uh, one of our, we went, one of our uh, folks went to a local eatery and picked up a whole bunch of takeout chicken, which was really good. Um, we, we do that really well cheap. in Wisconsin. Yeah, and that was it. I wanted, I did order brats at the restaurant there on track. Okay, good. Wasn't like the the old place. It's which it's, was a mi- Michelin rated. Yeah, St. John the Baptist. Yeah, they. That I might even them. be the old old place. Yeah, I re- I miss them. Yeah, the new one was was. <sighs> yeah, it wasn't. Don't tell me that. I'm going back next year for the first time in like 20 years. Yeah, you 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 may be disappointed, oh, no. but maybe not. It's maybe my expectations are just higher. We're we're jumping ahead of ourselves. There's there's this nice guy. Oh, we sitting. have a guest, don't we? Yeah, I know. There's this nice guy sitting here with this nice car behind him and waiting for us to introduce him. <laughs> hey, does he have his dad on there? Uh, no, just him. Does he know? Is that your dad's Cadillac? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's is is that your grandfather's Oldsmobile? It's not that easy. Is that what it was? Yeah. I don't know. It was something like that. That's right. That's right. My grandpa did have an Oldsmobile, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'm Brian Polanski. Guy above me is Bill Strong. The guy next to me is Lee. Lee, pronounce your last name for me so I don't mess it up. It's Mulliman. Mulliman. That could be a Wisconsin name. There's That feels a little German to me. Is it German? It's Swiss. Swiss. Okay. That Which could is be like, Wisconsin. I don't know. Whatever he said. Yeah. Mulliman. <laughs> Lee Mulliman's here with us. And uh, you have the best team name, and well, one of the best team names, and there's a story behind the team name that you told me before you came on the air. So before I ask you the question that we ask every first guest when they're on, what's the story behind the team name? Uh, well, I was turned on to the name Daring Greatly um, from Cadillac. Cadillac used it as a motto a few years ago. Um, actually, the guy that came up with uh, BMW's ultimate driving machine was the one that came up with the uh, dare greatly. Uh, they had a lot of training revolving around it, and then uh, looking into the quote, uh, it's extremely inspirational. Um, basically, to sum it up, it talks about um, you know Teddy Roosevelt talks about uh, 
basically wanting to uh, know the man who has tried and failed instead of somebody that just brags about doing and succeeding. Um, it's great. And it, it basically sums up everything about Champ Car, in my opinion, for amateur endurance racing. Yeah. So, so when we're done, if you would send me that quote so I can put it in the show notes. Absolutely. That would be very cool. Very cool. Uh, David Haynes made a really cool uh, picture of my car on track with a quote underneath it. Um, it's, I'll, I'll share it with you. It's great. Nice. Nice. All right, Lee. So you're not going to get out of it, even though we kind of went astray. We're going to come back in line here. Uh, every, every guest, we start the show typically with the question, how did you get mixed up in this crazy sport that we love? Uh, well, it, it all started with my dad. Um, he was always a car guy, um, not much of a racer himself, but always a race fan. Uh, living in Indiana, northern Indiana most of my life, um, we made our trips down to Indianapolis Motor Speedway quite often, uh, first for time trials, uh, and then eventually when we got older for the race. Um, and I, you know, hearing the cars, seeing the cars, uh, I, I got hooked. Um, you know, it's, it had to be speed. Um, well, fast forward to as soon as I could get my driver's license, uh, and then maybe even before I got my driver's license, uh, I was driving as, as much as possible. Uh, uh, I ended up uh, starting autocrossing. Uh, my brother-in-law, who wasn't my brother-in-law at the time, but is my brother-in-law now, uh, got me involved with autocrossing. Um, I did that for a number of years. Uh, started working corners for the SCCA because I couldn't afford a road race. So um, the, I figured the best seat in the house was sitting on one of the corners and uh, I learned a ton about road racing from working a corner. Uh, then I started doing track days. Uh, that started to get kind of boring, uh, just kind of racing myself. And, you know, after the second lap, it seemed like the, the car was going to go as fast as it was going to go because the tires were already cooked at that point. Uh, I came across a, a guy in the Indianapolis area that was renting seats out in a V6 Miata in the World Racing League. Uh, before you had to have a license, even for World Racing League, I just mm -hmm. had to have a written uh, recommendation from uh, an HPD instructor that said I was competent enough to, to road race. Uh, I did my first road race at Gingerman in, I think, 2015 um, in a V6 Miata. Uh, we raced against the Nutmakers. Uh, that's when they had the, the RX-7s. Uh, it was uh, man, there was a mustard, charcoal, and ketchup. Uh, we did really well. We actually, uh, the, we broke on Saturday, Sunday, we came back and, uh, we won uh, the race overall. So my first ever endurance race, uh, I actually, uh, was able to, to take a victory overall. Nice. Uh, I've been chasing it ever since. So. <laughs> All right. So, so knowing your upbringing, when I say it's a new track record, does yes. that bring back memories? It does. I got to say that at our the race I was calling last weekend at Buttonwillow, and the young man next to me, who was my co-announcer, is like, I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, too, uh, ended up going to time trials first at Indy and uh, listened to Tom Carnegie, and mm -hmm. I get goosebumps every time Ari Lyondike would break that track record. I was there the year he set the big record. that okay. still stands to this day as the qualifying right. record at Indy. And um, and it, that was a back and forth battle for that track record for like all afternoon, and uh, it was just one of the really cool things. So, um, if anybody's never heard that before, uh, YouTube Tom Carnegie Indie new track record, and it'll give you goosebumps. So, um, cool. I, you know, a lot of us have stories about dads taking us to the track for the first time, and and um, 
Um, my, my dad's story was similar. His dad took him to the racetrack. And uh, then when my dad wanted to race, my grandfather was like, why do you want to race? And my dad kind of looked at him like, what do you mean, why do I want to race? You started this. Um, but that's uh, that's pretty cool. So so you went right into um, an endurance. Was that your first road race, an endurance race? Or did you do any kind of sprint road racing like with SCCA before you went and did that first endurance race? No, no my first ever wheel-to-wheel race was uh, was an endurance race. Uh, it was a seven-hour or eight-hour eight on Saturday, and a, I believe a seven-hour on Sunday at Gingerbread. Cool. Cool. It was all downhill from there. That's right. And uh, you is that a Cadillac behind you now? Is that why J- Bill made the Cadillac reference? I couldn't tell from here. It is. It's a first-gen Cadillac CTS. Okay. Okay. And how, how fun is that in Champ Car? Um, surprisingly enough, it's a blast. Yeah. Um, kind of the background as to why I chose that car was uh, I've, uh, I've worked for a Cadillac dealer. Uh, in March, it'll be 20 years I've worked wow. for the same Cadillac dealer. So, so you didn't really have a choice. <laughs> well, I knew a lot about the car, and uh, it, uh, you know, I had all these resources, and on paper, the car made a ton of sense. Uh, you know, power to weight ratio, uh, potential uh, power to weight ratio. Uh, it was available in manual transmission. It's rear wheel drive. Uh, it just, and they were, you could find them for a reasonable price. Uh, you know, a little beat up, but uh, you know, they, they were a whole bunch of them running around. So. Uh, it's pretty easy to come by. And they, they came with probably General Motors' best engine ever, the North Star? Yeah. No, no. Uh, that was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this is I was uh, kidding. the high-feature V6. Uh, the high-feature V6. <laughs> so, yes, I know the North Star Edition had some, some flaws. Um, but I was once on a story uh, field producing for, for CNN and I had to go to uh, West Texas, the hills, for a separatist group. It's really not the important part of the story, but that's what it was. <laughs> but when I got to El Paso, because that was the closest place, the only thing they had left in the rental yard was a CTS North Star Edition. And I was like, oh, I'm going to feel like an old man. Well, I got to tell you, I hustled that through the West Texas mountains. And when I got to this little tiny town in Texas that had a general store and a bed and breakfast, and that was it, that car smelled like it had never been driven before. The brakes were smoking. The brakes were smelling. There was rubber smell. It was the I had so much fun. And it was a rental car, so I could give it back when, when I was done with it. So it was very cool. You um, should you should put one of those in the back of a first generation Toyota MR2. And if you, any of you are interested out there, uh, search Bill Strong, MR2 North Star V8. Okay, Bill, you're yeah, I love that. You're a I, I, actually, I actually love that Cadillac engine. And the reason, if you tear one apart, it looks like a Toyota engine inside. Just everything's like way bigger, way bigger. <laughs> so because I think at the time Toyota and General Motors were kind of partnering on. A lot of stuff. Okay. But, yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Okay, enough about me. Lee! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, what was the development like on the Cadillac? Did it Was it just throw a cage in it and go racing, or did you have to do a lot with it? Uh, no. Uh, of course, cutting a bunch of weight out of the car was, was uh, sure. one of the things we tried to do. Um, the, cage, the cage is probably a little overbuilt. Um, you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have... Uh, maybe giving the cage builder a little better instruction as to uh, what I needed versus what he thought the car needed. Um, and it's it's definitely safe. It's just, uh, it's very overbuilt, uh, which I guess isn't a bad thing. No, trust me. I've, I've, I've been doing this a long time with Champ Car. I've seen a lot of races, I don't know, 400, 
maybe i don't know and a lot of carnage and the cars with the big cages are the ones that are still racing so yeah. ray's not listening right right bill i don't think so because so, he's so no, he's on a board meeting yeah so just take six inches out of every bar <laughs> and it'll you'll, you'll take care of the weight problem yeah acid dip it so I, I so speaking of Ray, um, <laughs> Autobahn this year, Sunday morning, I'm sitting in the car getting ready to go out uh, to start the race. And um, he walks by and he pops his head in and uh, he looks at the cage and he says, uh, you're claiming extra points for those bars back there, right? And of course, I'm panicking at this point and I'm getting ready to go <laughs> on track and I'm thinking to myself, no. And he's like, well, we, you know, we may need to... to Add some points. Uh, I said, okay. I said, well, I said, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And, uh, you know, we ended up having a great race. Uh, we ended up finishing uh, third that day. Um, we would have been in second, but uh, because we ended up adding the material points, uh, it put us a lap down. So we ended up finishing third, which was our first podium. But, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, that was on my mind on the pace laps as I go up. <laughs> Yeah. So, so Bill, wh why would we add points for safety equipment? So we do not add points for anything within the four within the safe the the safety component within the four bars. Okay. You know your the the interior part. Now outside, we do. Um, we start getting into, you know, we, what we don't want is a tube frame car. Sure. So, yeah. So that's why. And mm -hmm. there's teams. So remember, we have to build a rule set that works on every single car from a sure. whatever Fiat all the way up to a Cadillac, to a pickup truck, to whatever. So tying things in, we found that at one point we were applying points for additional strut bars, you know, or so to go from the main hoop back Corvette's to the rear. Way, the, so, the shock towers. So, so, so to take a bar from the main hoop back to the rear strut towers is more points. No, you can do that. You just can't add. You're, you're, you have you a cross set them. quantity. You can cross them. You just can't have them coming elsewhere. So uh, okay. there's there's certain things. So people will cross them, right. and then they'll put another bar across. Like, uh, and that's an extra piece. So God, that's okay. that's material money. So so did you pull out the sawzall today, Lee, and cut out some of those bars? <laughs> uh, I didn't today, but uh, <laughs> let's just say that uh, I don't have those points anymore. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. I don't think it's right, but I don't write the rules. Yeah. I think you guys should be able to do whatever you want back there. But, again, I don't write the rules. So I, I've been part of a long discussion. And, Lee, you're, you're a tech, right? Are you a tech in a dealership? No, I'm the service manager. Okay. So you, but you understand the, the, the mechanics of the cars, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I've been part of a long discussion about whether or not all of our North American cages are over-caged. In in um, in modern cars, let's say 2010 to newer, because um, one would argue that the crush structures in the doors are so good in the cars now that you don't necessarily need as much framing in the doors as we as, as you would if you were running a 1995 Honda CRX, which has nothing in the doors mm -hmm. um, and that the, the the rules should be based on what is in the car versus just a general rule set for um for all cars like bill was trying to say um because one could even argue that you're over caged and that could be dangerous in in, yeah. in some situations as well 
Um, so, um, and I don't think there's anyone who will ever agree on any solution to this. <laughs> so, so anyway. Ed, you know, be like Ed from the Infinity V8 guys. Yeah. Wants to know how many points your car is at right now. Uh, right now it's, it's like 500. 200, 250, right? Right. <laughs> 500. Okay. All right. Cool. So how did Road America go for you? Um, it was great. I sat on my back patio and I watched the race uh, oh. on Saturday. I didn't tell him. <laughs> he wasn't at the race, Brian. I'm really sorry. Now you're telling. Uh, I-, I needed to know that before we started Bill. <laughs> so we well, start this we were there in spirit. Uh, one yeah. of our drivers was in uh, was in uh, Tyler's car, um, and they finished uh, sixth on Saturday, and uh, I believe they finished third on Sunday. So yeah, they were on the podium. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, sorry. I I've been really. I got home late. You know, yesterday afternoon work. Got up this morning, kind of late because, you know, no days off, work, and then meetings, meetings, and meetings, work. Work. and that's where I'm at. Okay. And then I, I came in, just to let you know, guys, I came in 14 minutes before this show started. Yes, you did. Yeah. And, and panicking. And, 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 and I sent Brian, and I sent Brian, Lee is going to be on the show. Here's how you spell his name. Here's his Facebook page link. I may, I may have not even given you the link. I may have given you a hot link that you had to click. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. yeah. Lee's got a Cadillac. That's great. Well, and and I just made the assumption because often yeah. after a race yes. weekend we have someone on who did something good, bad, or ugly at the previous race weekend. So I, I guess I need to not assume things because. Well, let me tell you, there this past weekend at Road America, the talk on the pit, paddock lane was, "Holy crap! There's a lot of V8s here this weekend, and oh. we're going to get our butts whooped." I and thought- then I go on, but then I go on the uh, in in impound, and it's all freaking Miatas. It's like. How did Miatas do so good at that track, but the V8s didn't? Do you have an so, answer to that uh, question, Lee? <laughs> uh, thirsty, I was what I'm yeah. guessing. The V8s yes. are thirsty. And on that track, it's, yeah. yeah you and know. they usually have really big tires, and that hurt Riley on Saturday. We had rain. Mm-hmm. And Ray was telling me there were times that uh, Gar Robinson was racing with them this weekend. If anybody knows who Gar Robinson is, he's pretty darn good lmp3 driver mm-hmm. next year he'll be an lmp2 driver because there will um, be any lmp3 yeah and and riley had his good drivers with them this weekend so i was told as they were going down the front straightaway with those 335s on that car that from pit lane at pit out ray and uh i think it was kim could see both number panels as the car was wow. twitching down the front <laughs> front yeah that's crazy crazy yeah. crazy well, because you had water, right? You had rain? Massive water. Yeah. That, you go to Champ Car Garage on Facebook, you can see the picture yeah. of all the reflections. Yeah. And that was before the race started. So. Yeah, those big fat tires don't like rain. No. no. Yeah. And I think that's where the Miatas did really well is because the skinny little sure. you know, tires they run on. Yeah. Yeah. No question. And getting no good question. gas mileage. So <clears throat> you've got a Cadillac CTS. It's got, what, a 20-gallon fuel tank, 18-gallon fuel tank? Uh, 19 and a half, so it's got a fuel gallon, cell. 40 gallon fuel cell. Okay. There you go. Um, <laughs> and you and and you're sponsored by Wiffle. Wiffle. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's an inside joke. Sorry. It's <laughs> uh, too good. So you know the little balls you put in displacement balls. Right. Brian. Yeah. You know. No, I got you. Yeah. Wiffle sells them too. Uh, I got you. <laughs> so without giving away too many secrets, Lee, what 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 makes your car tick uh, 
Um, well, we didn't figure that out. We've been racing with Champ Car since 2019. We've always been a, a mid-pack car. Uh, we ran a 3.6, uh, which was a 255 horsepower engine, uh, but it's a heavy car. It still weighs, uh, without driver, it's still 3,300 pounds. Sure. Um, got great brakes. Um, it's got plenty of rubber. Uh, you know, I was bound and determined to get the, the try to get the board of directors to change the VPI in our car because I thought it was grossly overvalued. Uh, Chris Huggins says, you know, you need to cut more weight out of the car and you need to cut more weight out of the car. Um, which, by the way, Chris Huggins, I will pay for your trip out here if you want to come and show That's me how much more weight I can take out of this car. But I uh, saw that post. Yeah. Like, yeah um, cut your car up, man. Yeah. Well, make it faster. I, I like the way it looks. So, it's you know, it's, it's – and we've cut a ton of weight out of the car. It's it, – there's – I'm sure there's more to come out. We've got a plasma cutter and all kinds of cool stuff now. So that's on our to-do list this year. But uh, we actually went from our 3.6, which starts the car at 500 points, um, to a 2.8 liter, which was also an option. That's a 210 horsepower engine. Um, so we, we dumped some power, um, added some arrow, and uh, not only are we faster, uh, but we're uh, better on fuel. And uh, We've also gotten much better at our pit stops. Uh, I have the same group of drivers. Uh, we've been racing together now for the last three years. Uh, we're all about the same as far as speed goes. Uh, unfortunately, I'm always the slowest, but uh, that's, sometimes that's the way it works. Yeah. But uh, we're all close. We're all within about a second of each other. So uh, we're we're firing at all cylinders. Uh, our, our last race at Gingerman. Uh, we had different kinds of problems. Normally, it's mechanical problems. Uh, this time, we had driver problems. Uh, my brother-in-law jumped in the car on Saturday morning, and within 10 minutes, uh, got a passing under yellow and a black flag. So that took us down two laps right away. Um, Sunday, I, I'm in the car. I spend, uh, after the lunch break, I spend 15 minutes trying to get around a Saturn, uh, finally get around the Saturn, and I'm three seconds a lap faster, and I'm making my way through the field, and I pass somebody under yellow. Um, so, you know, I lost all that, that time, but those seem to hurt more than the mechanicals, uh, when you make mistakes like that, because it, it, it ruins your race. What's more painful having to say that you took time to have to get around a Saturn or to admit that you had a full course yellow and had to fall back as a penalty. Brian, be nice, man. <laughs> I don't know. So the Saturn had us on the Everything, a lot of the cars have us on the straightaways. Uh, our car's strong point is its brakes okay. and its handling. I mean, it, it, it goes to the corners quick. It outbreaks Miatas. Um, it's, it's got a ton of brakes. Um, and unfortunately, that's how we have to get by people is we have to, we have to basically more or less go for a dive bomb. But, you know, we make sure we present ourselves before we go into the corner. And, uh, uh, you know, we've... Uh, We've raced with these people enough. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel more comfortable racing with most of the people we race with than I do driving to work every day. Right. So you're not going to be the only one out there this year with a uh, Cadillac. There's another person that's kind of. Oh, yeah. I, I know all about the Tuttle ATS. <laughs> <laughs> so Tuttle's going to have an ATS. Now, is the ATS slower than a CTS because it's lower in the alphabet or? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, it's about the same weight uh, if you're looking, you know, stock to stock. Um, but you know, they came with a 300 horsepower uh, turbocharged uh, four-cylinder or a 330 horsepower V6. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun to watch him. And of course, having his antics back here will be pretty awesome. We're going to have him on the show and here, have another beer, Brian. <laughs> For those that the first ever edition of Inside Champ Car was before Brian. And we had uh, Brian Tuttle on the show and, and it was a, like a, a, a panel at Watkins Glen. And he walks in with his six pack of beers, sits down and starts talking as those beers went. So much great info came out of that mouth. It was awesome. It was so much fun. You know, if but, you uh, if you told me that we were gonna add a, a a a adult beverage component to this show, Bill, I would not argue with you. Yeah, I mean Heineken Zero Zero, they may be our sponsor one day. That's right. That's right. That's uh I'm good with that. <laughs> I don't drink. You think yeah. I'm crazy when I'm sober? You should see me when I'm drunk. <laughs> well, what kind of what kind of tires do you use on that monster? Do you use like BF Goodrich or? Uh, actually, this year we ran the RE71RSs, okay. um, which you know, kind of going back to our, our season after Gingerman, uh, we and weren't that's sure. Bridgestone, if, right? That's Bridgestone. Yes. Okay. Yep, the Bridgestone RE71RSs. Uh, we weren't sure if the tires were our 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 main culprit for being faster, or if it was the arrow. Because, uh, like you say, Bill, Arrow doesn't work on these cars. Um, we uh, we did a test day after Gingerman uh, where we went there without any Arrow, and we uh, I sent our fastest driver out. I towed the car up there. I didn't even drive. I just sent our one of our fastest drivers out there and told him, you know, let's see what you got. He did a, a session with no Arrow, and uh, uh, he he fought really hard to get a lap time. He came back in, we put the arrow back on the car, and not only was he about a second and a half faster, but he was able to back that lap time up like three or four laps in a row, and he just said the car was so much more stable. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll tell I you the arrow works. I just remember people telling me, I've said this over and over again, when we when we showed up the MR2 with that big 14-inch cord wing, and some of the arrow guys and other racing series guys would just poo-poo it big time. Sure, it hurt the top speed. But through the corners, oh, move out of my way because I'm gonna push you. Absolutely. Did I say that? <laughs> so, so does that is that car hard on tires because it's so heavy? Uh, you know the RE71RSs aren't. Uh, they're about a one race tire to begin with. Um, I feel our alignment specs are are pretty dead on. Um, we can get through a whole eight hours on a set of tires. Um, and then we have to change uh, a new set for the next day. Got it. Did you ever look at using something harder? Well, we, we ran um, the Handcooks forever. And uh, and that's a longevity wise, that's a great tire. But uh, we found that if, if, if you want to play up front, you got to get the, the sticky. Yeah, I hate that. I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. It, no, because well, it's money. I, I, no, I and you're right. And of course, at, you know, my, I, the, it's my car. I uh, I rent seats to the, the three other guys that race with us, and we we discussed it. You know, hey guys, if you want to get serious about this, um, we can do it, but it's going to be more money. And right. you know, luckily, uh, I, I rent to guys that have the budget to be able to do that. And uh, well, and, and you're right. You know, I, I wouldn't be against a, a spec tire uh, in, in the series um, if everybody ran the same thing. Uh, but uh, it'd have to be re one RSs. <laughs> I was thinking something like a 500 Treadwear. There you go. <laughs> you are, Snow Tigers. That's <laughs> something a... that says Tiger's Paw. Not Tiger there Paw. There you go, Tiger Paw. Tiger's, <laughs> Tiger's Paw. You know, 
you know, a, a six hundred special, six hundred treadwear. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it may be heavy duty. I don't know. Yeah, but and sure, that looks like a Gatorback tread. Don't know where it was made. <laughs> <laughs> but but Lee, though that that is kind of the joy of endurance racing in something like Champ Car or any of the other endurance series. You're splitting up whatever nine hundred bucks for a set of tires on that. I don't know what the dollar figure is. Let's say a thousand dollars round figure. Yeah, he hasn't raced in a long time, by the way. <laughs> well, no, I don't race in anything that requires thousand dollars per big, tire, bigger buddy. than Come a fifteen-inch tire. So, fifteen um, inch. Yeah, exactly. You want width, and you want tire patch on it. You got to run twenty twos, man. Come on. Yeah. Okay. I want to see you put twenty twos on a Honda Fit. That that'd be pretty ghetto, but uh, hey, just to break into this real quick, I want to say hi to a little boy out there, first time listener, Jimmy Letchworth. Get well, buddy. Get well. Oh, very nice. All right, back to you. We'll um, but anyway, you get to split that cost out between three or four drivers, whatever you know, whatever the cost is. So um, that was a point I was trying to make, Bill. Thank you for making me look I, as d- dumb, which is not hard. It's to all do. right. No, it's all right. <laughs> But no, that that's you know you talk it out with your guys and gals and and you know do we want to spend an extra two hundred and fifty a person and and then you you do it or you don't do it, right? So okay, we're gonna make a new rule next year. We're gonna run Iron Walmart Iron Man tires. Nice or Fleet Farm. I think so. Elliot or Tim says they're available at Fleet Farm. Very good, very yeah. good. So one eighty five sixty fourteens on every car. For those of you who don't live in the Midwest, Fleet Farm is is like a uh, a Home Depot or a Lowe's with more farming implements. Oh my God! It is a Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart on steroids. But it's but it it's, is the best. It's I no bought Menards. ammo there Saturday night. <laughs> and you might have needed that at Road America. <laughs> no, I I needed it for here in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I love the Fleet Farm. And so. they have a killer candy section too. Just what I need. Sorry, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it, I mean, it was a Halloween section. It was awesome. The kid toys section. It's like holy cow. Yeah, I don't have kids. And but, the one in right. Plymouth has uh, ninety-one octane uh, non-ethanol fuel. Yeah, cool. So it's it's a pretty cool place. Mm-hmm. So what are the plans for that car coming up? Anything cool? Anything big? Anything more cylinders? Um, no, no more cylinders unless the rules were to allow it. It'd be awesome. I mean, it, it's. Uh, you know the subframe is the same as a CTSV, so it would it would drop right in. Um, have to change the trans. The differential is the same, but the differentials become glass when you put that much power in there. So can't you uh, just put that that big V8 engine in and just put the V6 cover on top and nobody will notice? <laughs> oh wait, did I just give that away? Hmm, maybe you did, Bill. <laughs> That was supposed to be a secret. Sorry. <laughs> but no. Let me, turn, all... let me turn off the protest forums real quick. <laughs> in all seriousness, what's the next development for, for you guys? Uh, we're, uh, we've got maintenance. We're going to be doing this off-season, uh, but we're going to try to cut some more weight. Um, we're going to try to cut some more uh, rotating mass. Um, we've, got, we've got some ideas. So, uh, again, you know, the, our team is awesome. Um, my brother-in-law is an engineer. Uh, my buddy Ron is a car guy through and through, and a great fabricator. Um, Chris, uh, Chris is uh, Chris is a great guy. He's a great driver. Uh, Chris, Chris is great on strategy too. Um, we we just have a, a great package. Um, but the cool thing is, is that three of the four of us live real close together, so we come over and 
crack open some beers and start cutting and uh, hopefully don't drink too many beers. I was going to say, can I suggest that you cut then drink? <laughs> now, I'm going to suggest something. It's probably going to get me in trouble, but, Uh-oh. you know, do, do, do engineers cramp your style? You know, do uh, they, like, take away the, your crazy ideas and say, basically, that was not going to work? So I've known my brother-in-law for a long, long time, uh, longer than he's been my brother-in-law. Uh, he's been a very good car friend. And, uh, you know, he's always analyzing. I can see it, even when he doesn't say anything. <laughs> like, he's always analyzing. I, I, I can just tell. Like, do you just smoke, smoke Here, come out of his sitting ears? in pit lane. Pit lane, here's a calculator. Just sit right there. Right. <laughs> Here's the slide rule. I'll come talk to you after the first stint. Um, so, cool. So, uh, when are you out on the track next? Uh, it's looking like uh, we're going to be at the national championship at NCM. Nice. Cool. Cool. Nice. So, do you That'll see- be our first time at that track. So you It's are- a fun track, and I think that car will actually do pretty good there. We think so, too. Watching some of the track video, it looks like uh, – it's it will definitely favor this car and there's there's some sections that are aren't so wide so you could use her width as an advantage to hold up those little puny cars she's a big girl you know. <laughs> yeah and that's good i mean that's racing man yeah so you know i've never had anyone tell me that i could use my width as an advantage can we yeah, you can you can brian all right that's i there's hope for me there's to keep hope alive so. i do it at airports you know the you know you stand to the right walk to the left or something like that i'll just stand right there and they can't get by me uh too fun too fun so ncm that should be fun um and uh and then do, how many races do you guys normally run a year uh we usually run between three and four okay well that's a good program um yeah it's good you know it's... I mean, that's that's usually the average of a champ car racer okay the year above average uh, yeah. the, we're talking about number of races. He's an above-average yes. racer. It's the yeah. average number of races for a champ yeah. car racer. Now, where do you work? You, you want to say the the company you work with? I work for the Scapel Auto Group. Um, it's a family-owned dealership. Uh, has been for a very, very, very long time. Uh, excellent family, excellent people. Um, they let me do a lot of the work at the dealership over the years, uh, kind of off hours, after hours. Um, they, uh, uh, they've been nothing but supportive of all of this. Um, uh, again, just a, a great group of people. Where are they located? Uh, they're in Maryville, Indiana. Okay. Uh, they have a great, uh, they have a, a, they have one of the largest GMC dealers in the Chicagoland area. Uh, so if you're looking for a new tow vehicle, they also have a commercial line. Uh, so like the white trucks that you see, uh, right. but you can get, uh, you know, if you want a bare bones, uh, tow vehicle, uh, they've got a ton of them. Cool. Very and cool. that's and, and there's parts of the country like where I live where you, it's hard to find vehicles. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Definitely, definitely. Anybody else you want to thank uh, before we before we let you go here? Wife, uh, kids, well, sponsors, anything? Well, my number one sponsor, uh, my wife. Uh, I thanked her at Autobahn when Bill interviewed me as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's uh, she's been very patient through all this, and uh, uh, she's nothing but supportive. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to have the wives at the races. That's probably some of our best weekends is when when the wives and the kids can come out, the kids come out too. Uh, our kids are still pretty young, so um, they don't get to enjoy it as much. But, uh, uh, 
Yeah, uh, radium engineering helped us uh, with the fuel cell in the car. Um, uh, you know, tire rack, we get all of our tires through tire rack. Um, they're awesome too. And they're um, just down the road from you. Yeah, yeah, not too far at all. Yeah, cool. Well, Lee, appreciate you coming on. It was fun to uh, catch up with you on uh, on this Cadillac. It, that's one of the best parts I enjoy um, uh, with my, my work with Champ Cars, talking with folks with the oddball cars. Not that the car itself is oddball, just, you know, when you when you run, when you look at a Champ Car race, a lot of Miatas and a lot of Mustangs, you know. So when you get a chance oh, yeah. to see something that's unusual, um, it that's those are the fun cars for me to watch. So, um, kudos to that. Keep keep racing that thing, and and uh, we look forward to talking about you at NCM. Excellent. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, thanks, man. All right. So that's uh, Lee Molman. I think I just butchered your name again, but that's okay. Uh, welcome and thank you, and we appreciate it. And uh, good luck. Good luck down the road. Thank you. All right. When we come back, I'm sure Bill has got some stuff for us to talk about. Yeah. And uh, he also has, we've got a tech tip. I don't know what it is, but we'll talk about that too. That's all up next on Inside Champ Car. Stay with us. Welcome back to Inside Champ Car. Brian Belansky, Bill Strong. Big thanks to Lee for being on with us today, telling, telling us about that Cadillac. Got some cool stuff going on, Bill. You got, uh, you got a little something here. Where do we want to go first? sleep <laughs> i can arrange that I can all right so <clears throat> first off you know we we had some fo- we had a lot of new cars at the at the race last weekend which was at road america yeah um team salen mustang sorry team salen mustard uh porsche boxer took first on saturday for the eight hour um just passing the corvette towards the end uh, both finished on the same lap. Good, bad, and the ugly finishes second. Okay. Premium dudes and their um, hot little E30 finished third. 45th parallel took fourth. JSK and the Nissan Altima took fifth. And Crank Anchors took sixth. Endurance Motorsports seventh. Copper Penny eighth. And Maximum Effort took ninth in their Miata. So lots of uh, big guns at this event. Lots of big guns failed. And, uh, Team Mustard box, Porsche Boxer took first. So we did have a protest. Uh, premium dudes, uh, they were protested for their camshaft, and the official report will be up probably tomorrow. Um, Ray wanted a couple little things changed and up some details added. So uh, we'll, we'll get that done tomorrow morning. Uh, pre, uh, camshaft was measured. They were the proper camshafts for that engine, for that claimed engine. Right. Um, they also, the fuel cell was challenged for capacity, and that was checked as well. Um, we did not do a pump out, but we did do a volume check along with uh, to make sure that they had the proper type of uh, displacement blocks in it, and that they weren't filled up with anything. Okay. So that it, that but that did pass that. So um, we while we were at it, the team asked that we measure the. Um, Bore and stroke on the engine because there was questions. There have been questions about that. It did measure out at whatever engine size they said it was. Whoa, whoa, slow down. So the team asked for additional measurements to be taken during a protest. Yep, yep. That is what I call confidence. Yeah, yeah. You don't ask for that unless you know your engine's legal. Yeah, and they they even said if the camshafts measure wrong, what you can take. And this was on Saturday. 
take them home. Take them to you. Take them to uh, Bimmer World, which is down the road from me, and have them measure them. Have them compare them. Have them do whatever. Yeah. This is a legal engine. So they were pretty adamant about it. Um, and you know what? For our speci- for our measuring, it was a legal engine. Yeah. So, yep. It was and, uh, a that was legal that was actually fun engine. to do. It wasn't fun for them because no. it really sucks. I've been there. It really sucks, and especially you know we're we're trying to get everything right. We make a couple of mistakes on some measuring. It's not coming out right for us, and we finally get it right. I then you know we then hand it over to the team, measure it. We hand it over to the person that's protesting it, measure it. You get the same. Everybody everybody got the same measurement, and it was good. So. And did they get the car put back together for Sunday? Well, it was all, we don't take the cams out. Okay. But, but they were able to get it. was just basically remove the cam covers. Right, right. They put them back on. Okay, so. so yeah, everything everything was good. Nice. So, yeah, so that race went on well. And then the next day, uh, two brothers racing took first place in their three, Nissan 350Z automatic, I might say. Wow. Um, yep, that's that really cool 350Z Team Salem took second, just could not catch the Nissan. Yeah. Frank Akers took third against. Sarbins Autosports in their 2001 Mazda Miata took fourth. Their fourth race ever with us. So nice. they did quite well. Copper Penny in fifth. Team Salem brought out their new Chili car. They have a new boxer called Chili. They brought that out, and uh, that finished sixth. Gorilla Sticker took seventh, and Maximum Effort down in eighth. Um, so is the next team sailing car going to be called sauerkraut? <laughs> trying to think of what else you could put on top for sausage. <laughs> well, they sell a lot of things. They have ketchup, mustard, relish, all kinds of stuff. Chili, yeah, relish. sauerkraut, yeah, onions. Maybe. I don't know. Billy will be on the show in uh, New Year's Eve, so maybe we can tell We'll have to ask him. Uh, inquiring yeah. minds want to know. Culinarily yeah. inquiring minds, because, you know, the hot dog is such a culinary delight. And I'm not being sarcastic. I'm I'm a big fan of the hot dog. I'm reading the uh, quotes here. I just think Cam Carr could really grow and expand. I'm sure somebody's looking for my job. Yeah, yeah. Um, right now we're not hiring, but uh, <laughs> but oh, yeah. Bill Bill's working hard, so he might give up that half of his job. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's where we're at. So nice, 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 nice. Read the rule book. Yep. Oh, you want to do the tech tip? Well, whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh that's the tech. Oh. I always freak myself out, Bill. I'm, I'm going to digress for a moment. When I uh, go to the to look at the te- the the chat, and then I realize that I'm behind on the YouTube, and 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 it looks like I've screwed up the show because it's not <laughs> lining up. So anyway, right. tech tip. Sorry, I digress. Yeah, tech tip. <clears throat> Read the rule book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot of guys showed up that were haven't raced with us in years. We still had a couple of teams show up with chump cars. Decals on the doors, not the RV, uh, RVA graphics chump car decal, uh, number panels, but the original chump car decals, like the John Condren decals. Wow. So, uh, yeah, they showed up, and uh, they really, I don't know, there was just teams that really hadn't read the rule book. They were surprised when they were hit with certain things. Right. And because they hadn't read it. Right. And I want to stress, and I was really against the board putting up, the red line version 
of the the uh, the rule book, yep. the BCCR. Uh-huh. And my reasoning was people are lazy. Now, you guys listening are not lazy. Trust me. <laughs> I'm talking about the guys that are lazy. They only look at the red parts. They don't look at the rest of the rule book and how things interconnect and things like right. that. And they just come, oh, I didn't know that. And it's like, dude, we've been doing this for like five years. Where right. have you been? Where have you not been reading this? So download the one that's not the red line, the one that says not for official use because it's just for reference. But download the one that and, and, and read it and take notes and look at your car when you're reading it. Just don't read it and then go out to your car and think, oh, yeah, this was this. Read it next to your car. Go through the checklist. We have lots of checklists all over the all over our rules page. We've got all kinds of stuff to help you. Um, we're going to be adding a couple of forms just to help you with uh, more, you know, with the swap and the reuse stuff. You know, how where how you reuse your stuff, you know, your parts on your car to turn it into whatever. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. I don't know. Not spoiler, but other parts. Right. So we're going to put a little more explanation about that. We were talking about that in tech today. Um, so that will be for next year. Not required, but it should help you. Now, I did change today some of the online tech form. Um, we want to know more about your car. And before, it used to be labeled miscellaneous. Now it's labeled up with what we want in that box. Okay. So go ahead and put in a little bit about the swap, if you have a swap, a little bit about your um, uh, where your materials, like you take the door bar out, where did you reuse that part? You turn it into, I don't know, what would you turn that into? Um, um, I don't you know. You could turn that into a, else. a dash a panel. Spoil, you know, yeah, you used it to fill a gap somewhere. Yeah. And it's a material, you took materials or a reuse, zero point reuse for it. So. Put all that info in there. Make it descriptive. And yeah. one thing you can do, if you can't fit it all in there, bring documentation. If the text say, all right, what did you do here? How did you do this? Pull out the paperwork. Lay it on the hood. Here it is. Here's the pictures that I took of it being a panel or a dashboard, and then I converted it to this right. to reinforce something. And, you know, I have pictures of it, you know, Label all that. Do document, all that document, stuff. document. Yes. You cannot have enough documents. And just go through it each year, make sure it's updated, and just show it. And um, put it all in a three-ring three binder. I, yeah, and I still keep the tech forms, the paper ones we used to use, on the website. Use them. Fill them out. Let's say the Internet just goes one day and we can't do anything on tech on pit lane. Hey, guess what? You've got your paperwork. Let's do it. Good idea. So T- Timothy yeah, says also it. read your supplements. Supplements. Yes, the supplements have a lot in it. For paddock spots. One of the spots, things that we're Timothy working on right now. had a bad, a bad yeah. paddock spot for experience. <laughs> so um, Tony Cart Racer is asking, how would we compare Champ Car Endurance Series to NASA, um, which is National Auto Sports Association. Right. Don't compare. I mean, don't race with them. Don't know. Yep. I have a couple of friends that did it, but they all race with Champ Car now. So I don't know. Um all I can tell you is that, uh, you know, well, and- I was going through the 25-hour rule book the other day, and I found some really neat ways that NASA's doing some stuff. Yeah. And I like how they've done some things, and I'm going to petition and say, hey, I think we should go to this. Yeah. And, Tony um, Cart, you should know that there's a lot of drivers and teams that race in multiple series. 
Yes. So yeah. crossover from so. from you know NASA to Champ Car to to SCCA yep. to WRL. So yep. we all we're all kind of like we all play nice together. I mean, I, I I work with the SCCA on some stuff. Yeah. We have some lithium battery stickers now that the SCCA developed, and uh, well, hell, why do I develop my own? Why don't I just go to uh, SCCA and ask them? And yeah. and they were like super excited for us to talk to them. And I mean, yeah. we all. Doing the same thing. It's so. changed a lot, and, Bill, because yeah. that, that wasn't the case maybe 10 years ago. Oh, five um, years ago. Yeah. So I, I think there's there's a, a new a new world order when it comes to North American amateur road racing um, yeah. where we, we've all realized that, uh, you know, and my as those who know, and Tony Carp might not, uh, my background's mostly in the SCCA, you know, and uh, for a long time, you know, none of us wanted to talk. None of us wanted to admit that the other one existed. Um, but it, that seems to not be the case anymore. So, um, well, he's asking about costs. So our costs will be going up next year. Right. Um, we will still be the the least expensive endurance road racing series out there, even with the additional cost. We will right. still be considerably less than everybody else. And when was the last um, time before this cost jump that the costs went up? Well, every year we were pulling them up like 50 bucks. Okay, okay. So it wasn't that much. But I'll tell you, man, everything has just quadrupled. I, I spoke to a track today. I won't, I won't name them. The number I was given. You know, remember Crazy Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's – uh, the costs have just skyrocketed, not just for renting the tracks, but insurance. For, right. Because we have to pay insurance for the track. Um, some other, uh, just all kinds of stuff. Yep. And I, I don't know if we told you guys this, but next year, with your membership, will be insurance, like a like the SCCA does. Right. You'll automatically get it. It's included. So it'll be an extra, I think it's $15,000 to help cover any excess that you might have. Um Cover your stuff, and we'll go into that as we get to the year. Because I'm, I'm, and that's 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 hurt yourself insurance. It's not insurance if you break your car. No, so, no. this you is know, if you're. This hurt, is for you to go to hospital. Yeah, right. that kind so, of stuff. And 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 if the insurance is anything like the SCCA insurance, if you're sitting, in, if you're a crew member in the paddock and you get hurt, um, and that covers that too. It covers that too. And usually, what happens is, um, and again, I, I have not seen your policy, but. You know, my experience with the SCCA is if you don't have health insurance or if you do have health insurance, it goes to your health insurance first and then any spillover yes. is covered by and it comes over to that. The yes. club. And that's so, the same way it's going to do. Yeah. Yep. So. So. Um, and, and that's we're trying to add value. Uh huh. Um, hard to do nowadays. But, you know, I don't know, man, sitting behind a wheel of a car doing 190 miles an hour around Daytona, you know, Opal GT is value yeah. to me. So. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the things we're doing. Uh, what time we got? Oh, we got oh. plenty of time. Hell. Um, I'm hungry. So <laughs> we're uh, we're doing that. So we are doing Roto- – I, I did talk about the schedule last week. I posted up on the Nelson Ledges thread uh, with the dates of our – all the way up to Daytona, I think. And I left a couple of them out because we're still debating on some, some movement of days. Uh, Chelsea's doing a meeting tonight with the board. So I'm assuming tomorrow I'll have uh, the dates finalized. Actually, I could probably go look now, but I won't. Um, but That's, we'll deep tease for next week. Yeah, and you know we'll have the schedule out. Um, 
Thursday morning, I head to Atlanta Motorsports Park, another day on the road. And we have an eight, eight hour, seven hour. Jackie uh, Sides will be running that race. Chelsea Vickery will be on pit lane. I'll be up in the tower doing flagtronics and uh, the, the log, the race log. And um, I forget who's doing timing, but it's going to be. So Road America, I believe, will be the same time next year. So don't know. Uh, I have to look at that again because I wasn't involved in that. Chelsea uh, was in a room above me. I was sequestered down <laughs> with timing and scoring this past weekend. Right. And she had a window. She would just shut on me. So I couldn't listen. Anymore. There you go. So, But, yeah, we have, we have a lot of good stuff coming up. Now, remember that we're playing catch-up when it comes to some things. Yeah. So we're getting caught up. Um, every time we look at numbers, they're better and better and better, which is really good. And I want to thank everybody. Actually, the whole company, the board of directors, all the permanent, the, the full-time staff and the volunteer staff and, you know, the other staff. And Brian, we all thank every member of Champ Car for what you guys have done to us the last couple of months. Thank you very much. And uh, it's, uh, we're good. Things are solid. Nice. And we're moving on. Great. So, it's going to be a now, great 2024. I just need 40 hours in a day. We're good. Or just some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I got to sleep till 9 this morning. That was nice. That's like sleeping in, right? Yeah, it was. Because I'm go. normally up about 730. There you go. So, yeah. So, we got a lot coming up. Um, next week will be sometime next week. Or maybe even this week. I don't know. We'll be announcing the schedule for 2024. I saw Lemons did theirs and... Yucky Dog will probably be doing theirs another time, and I know the SCCA is getting theirs out slowly, and um, NASA will do theirs, and and we'll 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 put uh, we'll put ours up as soon as we get done because well, we don't want to release it halfway done. Right, right. So, cool. Uh, any uh, anything else before we check out, Mister Mister Strong? It uh, sounds like a no. Well, no, I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> Because I could tell. You yeah, know. so Salins actually will be on for next year's uh, sponsor again for Watkins Glen. Nice. So I want to thank them thank again. Them. Yep. And they signed their contract this weekend. And uh, we got some more folks coming. We got a couple of sponsors going away, but we have some more coming in. So it's awesome. Good time, man. <laughs> we should have uh, AutoZone back on for next year. And uh, got a couple more races left, though, in 2023. We have AMP next week. Followed up by VIR. We still have open positions for car entries at all the races. And, you know, remember, Jackie's new. So if you have, like, four or five cars, bring them down. I want to see her panic under pressure trying to find <laughs> no, you pit don't. stalls Stop. for all these people. Stop. Come on. Do it. Do it. Stop. And then uh, Sebring we have coming up. We have tons of spaces on there. I know we fit over 110 cars on that track. So come on down. Have some fun with us. See what Champ Car is all about. And for you guys returning, it's a different place, man. No more crash and bang em ups. Not that we ever had that before, but right. we're proven we don't have it. So, All right. um, you know, not as much, I should say. But it is racing. Sounds good. What do you think, Brian? I think it's time for some sketty dinner. There we go. All right. That's going to do it for another Inside Champ Car. Do you like what you hear? Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel so you don't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you share it on your social media channels. Uh, comment on the Champ Car Facebook page, especially if it's a good one. We have a new episode every Tuesday on the YouTube and every Thursday on the podcast channel. For Bill Strong, I'm Brian Balanski. You are listening to the Racing Wire Podcast Network, and you are watching Champ Car Live on YouTube. Have a great week, everybody.